Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Court. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up? What's going on, brother? Uh, dude, we're at Premier Orlando once again. So big shout out to uh, to Rachel Brill and all her buddies over here at Premier. And thank you once again for bringing us in and giving us space in the, uh, in the very important uh, media room. Dude, I am so excited. Uh, and we've said this with every podcast, but... You we know, just live in excitement. Hey, we had a podcast about excitement right? or about happiness. Yeah, we certainly did. Fine. But... No, it's just seeing everybody back to the, sh- you know, so Preach many it. people. The floor is packed. People are happy. People are, you just all the neck hugs and just man, it, it's been great seeing so many people uh, back at premiere. Yeah, I mean the buzz is different, right? Like the buzz is different. Like even like the buzz from pre-COVID to the buzz that's going on now. It's like I, I think we're like, oh, we're back. Like we're back as an industry. We're back as like being able to celebrate each other and and, and see each other. Yeah, it's, it's the energy, right? The energy is different. You can just, you know, pick up on it and you feel it and just, uh, it's just everybody's looking at you with a smile. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, I don't want to preempt anything, but I, I feel like kind of we're back, you know, we're back to what it felt like, looked like, smelled like, you know, from and pre-COVID. we're back and sitting with our friends. And we're back sitting with our friends, you know. I'm, once again, this is a really good segue because, you know, our goal every time we do a live event is to, like, dig a little deeper with, with friends that we had before and to meet new friends and, and to be able to bring new friends on the podcast. So in one podcast, we're getting both of those. Hey, you know what? That's, this is the second time this week we have that. Yeah, yeah. We had Chris Benson and, uh, and DJ Muldoon. So we've known Chris for years, but uh, we were introduced to DJ by Chris. Thank you, Chris. And, and funny, you know, and last year we did Chris and one of the guests today that we're about to do now. Oh, my gosh. It's going, getting they're so all, meta right now. They're all intertwined somehow. <laughs> right? It's so crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get, thank you for bringing that. That's going to be in my head the whole time now that right. we're here. That's cool. Yeah, so like, like Tony mentioned, um, on today's podcast, we have Erica Keelan and uh, her partner, Jessica Stokes. And Jess and Erica, they um, they own a salon in Jacksonville, Florida, called Sage Studios. If dude, you gotta be, you have to follow Sage Studio. You have to follow these guys because you know not. We're gonna talk about how they're doing things different, but just to follow them is different. Um, we have it's, they're just putting out incredible, incredible work, dude. And it's not just you and I think that. I mean, you know, they've been judged by professionals and they've won several, several nahas and and, and different. Uh, you know, just awards, and and they are killing it. They 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 are definitely killing it. It's like the it, to me in my head, it's uh, they might not feel this way, but in my head, it's like it's like the dream salon. It's like what what you want to. Not that they don't believe that, but they might. But when you're in it all the time, I don't necessarily know if you feel it the way that we see it. You know, and what it's I mean? not just like one person. It's like the whole the whole squad. It, it kind of reminds. I'm gonna do a basketball analogy, right? You have the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. And all the different teams are all the different salons, and then you have. The U.S. team, right? The U.S. Dream Team, yeah, the U.S. Dream Team for the, you know what I mean. And to me, this, this they're kind of like the U.S. Dream Team. I mean, because everybody in there is killing it. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Can you guys come do this pep talk at the salon for us every morning? (laughs) 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 Just push play. (laughs) Just push play. I love it. That's cool. So so, uh, we get in. Yeah. We get in. Miss Erica, Miss Jessica, welcome to your day off. Hello, hello. Hello. Well, welcome back for you. We're we're happy to be here. Is this our third? This is, yeah, my third. This is your third time. It's That's time. so cool. It's like success, like contagious in your salon. It's like so much. Oh, well, you know, you guys. I guess feed off each other. I mean, it's it's insane. It, it's yeah, cultivated. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to do with casting the team, right? I think one thing we've learned is more important than anything is the casting, right? You know, you would so much rather take the time to choose the right person than mm-hmm. to fill a spot and have to deal with what you get. So yeah. we've learned that. Our team is what mm-hmm. makes the salon, and that's what we invest in. Dude, that's amazing! That's amazing, and it's not just their salon, but like there's this like there's this like hair bubble that goes over Jacksonville because there is so many there's so many studs in Jacksonville that somebody had to leave Atlanta and open a salon in Jacksonville just to be a stud. Yep. Yep. You know? I think I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sass Salon, right? Yeah. Sass Salon. Yep. Yes. Yeah, We're I mean, happy to have her. Yeah, We're super she's a sweet girl. She is such a, like, delightful person, right? Yes, she, she is, is killing it. I love how she's branding herself right yeah. now. It's funny because I, um, I reached out to her when I saw she was coming. I had just won the L'Oreal competition, and then I saw she was coming to Jacksonville. And I think I scare people sometimes because I'm just like, I want to be your friend. You know what I mean? And I introduce myself mm-hmm. online. I'm like, let's go get lunch. Let's, you know, like, because I can tell she's doing the kind of stuff I like to do. And mm-hmm. she's on more of an educational level. I like to do more of the creative. But I can tell she's passionate about the the salon industry, and she's really branding herself, and I really respect that. Well, her energy's the same, yes, right? Like it's energy. just a, like she's like on the on the salon side or the business side of it, and that energy is as contagious as what you're doing creatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's a super sweet girl. I actually uh-huh. had a stylist that our salon wasn't a really good. I, I think she needed a little bit more structure than mm-hmm. what we have, and I had called I'd called her, and I was like, "Hey, um, Sophia, if if this person applies there, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable not hiring her because mm-hmm. she was here." You know right. what I mean? Like, I, I I, thought it would have been a great opportunity for her because I thought that, like, a salon, a traditional commission salon is where that stylist needed to be at the time. Right, right. And that's what Sophia's doing. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing what she's doing. It's been a year, I think. I think she just said that she celebrated a year or something. Um, I think probably a year since they ran it, like, started the space. Oh, right. I'm not sure. I think it was in the fall that they opened last year, maybe. I may be wrong. I'm not Time sure. Time goes by so fast. It goes oh by so God. fast. Yeah. And we lost a couple of years here along the yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all absolutely. a bit of a blur. Absolutely. That's so crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the – we have tons of friends in the area that own salons, and I try mm-hmm. to stay connected with all of them, and they're always welcome to come to any of our photo shoots, our classes, anything. We we really try to – like Sammy Skinner's one mm-hmm. that comes sure. and hangs out with us a lot. Um, Casey Powell, you know, the different ones. We, we love having them in the salon. Collaboration is definitely yep. the theme yes. of our salon. And that's what keeps me inspired. Um, we have to have the numbers and we have to have the everyday clients. Mm-hmm. But the competitions and all this stuff is what really I feel like at 25 years in the in the game keeps me going. Because like I've said on here many times, the stuff you see on my social media or a lot of my photos. Now we're going to video, so I am using a lot more of my clients now mm-hmm. um, on my Instagram. But... My clients every day are not what I'm known for. Right. I'm a base color highlight girl. You know, Mm -hmm. balayage, cutting, where with the competitions, I really go outside that box. And you can push a little bit. And I can push, yeah. 
But yeah. the clients love it. They love to see it. They love to follow it. Oh, you know what the worst thing in the world is? When you're sitting with a client, they're like, are you going to take my picture? And you're like, I wasn't planning on it, but I guess I am. Like, like other clients, right? Everyone's a star, right? Well, exactly. and I never, I, I'm, I'm weird on that one. I, a lot of times I don't take my clients, like maybe one a day, uh-huh. just because I don't have the time. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it's behind the chair. I, I am there three days a week, and on those three days, I bang out my clients. You're you know, a stylist. You're I'm, a stylist yes. that works at the chair. Yes, and, yeah. you know, help. we run the salon together, but we both are behind the chair. Like yes. we both, cool. and I know that, you know, some of the coaching programs say you need to give that up, but how our energy works is I just really, I really like being behind the chair, and I like leading by example. Right. Um, and I've worked in some industry or some salons where the owner will quit doing hair, and in those salons, I've really been pushed in a lot of good ways, mm-hmm. but I felt like at that point, the salon owner lost the connection of the stylist and forgot kind of where what that was about, what it was about. Yeah. Um, and that's just not our business plan. Our, you know, our structures, we're going to, we're going to both be behind the chair. I, I would love to eventually have somebody to help us run it. Like my husband does help us some mm-hmm. at some points. Um, but we're we're making some changes. The co-op thing is great. We're keeping that. Oh, we're gonna get there. You don't have to, you got don't got have to fly ahead. We're, we we're got get some. There. We got some good stuff coming. So it's it, we're really excited about it. How did you guys meet? In an, a salon. Yeah, we actually worked together. I moved to Jacksonville about ten years into the industry. Where are you from? Um, Central Florida. So always Florida. This so like is here. Here. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. About thirty minutes from here, actually. So this is Florida, yep. born and raised. So I moved to a salon up in Jacksonville, and Eric and I actually started working together. We worked together for about five, six years at that salon. Um, And the time we were there, it grew from, what, four or five stylists to, I think we were running about 20 to 24 stations on any given day. Um, By the time we started to see that you know, that may not be where we wanted to stay forever. Right. Erica had gotten really involved in the competition work. Um, and, you know, I started dabbling a little bit. I haven't done as much, but mm-hmm. I saw where she was going with it. And, you know, we liked the idea of branching out and doing more editorial. Um, at the time, that was all super new. You know, we didn't right. see a lot of it in the industry. And the role at the salon just became a little more overwhelming, you know, we had so many clients in the building every day, you were literally counting purses to remember who all you had in the salon, and it just wasn't what we wanted to give our guests. We wanted to take a step back, we wanted to, a little more quality over quantity. Right. And that really has been a focus of us in the salon, you know, we started growing, we went through a point where we started doing the same thing, and have had ebbs and flows, and we're getting back to that same message six years later. Yeah, but like, like obviously, you guys were working side by side, and would you go, you guys go out to dinner or have drinks together, oh, and yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. starting like, yeah, I'm really getting to, me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want the story the first time Erica took me out. So I lived about 30 minutes from the salon, and she was the first one. Come out with us. It's a birthday dinner. You can stay the night at my house. I've got clothes you can wear to work tomorrow. Like I said. First right. night, she takes me out to dinner. Now, BFFs. Where we, where we live in Jacksonville, uh, in the beach, a lot of people ride bikes, right? It's a right. beaching community, sure. so we ride bikes out to the bars so and restaurants. So, I'm in a dress and wedges to go out to dinner from work, and Erica puts me on a bike. Needless to say, I end up falling into a palm tree, 
two-inch splinter in my hand the first time she took me out. It was memorable. Oh. And then the next time we went out, I met my husband. So. How in the hell can there be a next time? <laughs> I mean, you, pr like, you practically amputated th the girl. That was that You've was met her. Just She's dinner. addictive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony yeah. says that about me about half that word, though. He goes, he's a dick, and that's it about it. <laughs> yep. yep. So then the next time we went out um, – my husband is our business partner, so three right. of us that run the salon. And so we all kind of met at the same time, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it's And Eric and I complement each other very well. I mean, what she is, I'm the opposite. So basically, she's the creative one. She's on stage. She wants to present. I'm the one that's in the back, like, making sure everything's happening, making right. sure everybody yeah. gets paid. If a Inventory's client has right, an issue, right. yeah, inventory, inventory. I'm, I'm the numbers. Right. And she's the one um, making us proud. And, uh, <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I enjoy running the floor. I enjoy, I feel like I'm not great in the, I'm good in the education on hand, hands-on, mm -hmm. but, like, telling you why a developer or a product works, Jessica's going to be better at that. Right. Um, I think that's actually how we really kind of, paired up so well is yeah. when she started doing the competition work I would write up this you know all the technical what color was used do the write-ups yep. do post stuff on social media here's another analogy you got two generals one comes up with the game plan he explains the game plan you have the other general leads the troops pretty exactly. much you know pretty much mean? pretty much I'm the idealist a lot of times in that I come up with a crazy idea or I listen to a podcast. And I'm like, hey, you need to listen to this. I want to do this. <laughs> you know, like, you got to help me do it. I can't do it all on my own. And right. then I listen and I stress for a couple hours about how I'm actually going to make the logistics work. <laughs> and then I come back with her with, okay, so what if we did this? And sometimes I'm crazy. Sometimes it doesn't need And to sometimes <laughs> it's great. The last podcast she had me listen to, we ended up completely restructuring our salon plan. So really? it's um, from listening to a podcast. From listening to a podcast. So I mean, we're very. I took that as a win, even though it wasn't yep. our podcast. Like that, it was, that it was it's amazing. It's amazing that 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 podcasts are now a new resource. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. It was actually a was it Jay Z Style Jay Z Style yeah. Salon. Oh, it word. was it was one of their podcasts that I listened to, and I was like, Shout ooh, because they do a very similar. I don't know if you guys know that, but they do have kind of a co-op. We call it a co-op. I think they call it a hybrid. Um, but it's so when you guys so when you guys opened this um, Sage Studios was I mean the name Studios may might be the giveaway but was it always intended to be like a co-op yes. or or like a hybrid or was it intended to be like a um, like a commission thing and then it just kind of evolved into that? So how we developed the salon is initially Eric and I wanted a space that the two of us could work. We would have enough room to set up studio equipment. Um, you know, at the time we needed a little more equipment, the ring light, you know, it's not as portable as it is now. So studio as in like photography? Photography. Yes. Got it, okay. Yep. So we opened as Studio Sage Hair Plus Photo from the beginning. And, you know, that's an icebreaker too for a lot of clients wonder, what is the photo? We've done headshots for guests. I mean, right. there are a lot of opportunities to use the space. We actually do um, have it available uh, for rentals for anybody who wanted to use the space. But we knew we basically needed a photo setup and chairs for the two of us. Um, the space that we found, we fell in love with, uh, but it's about 1,500 square feet. So it was too much for just the two of us. Mm -hmm. um, and then we found Alex, who was the first stylist that we hired on. She has been an incredible part of our team. She's yeah. actually worked with Christopher and the Clicks team this weekend right. here as well. Um, and we started growing from there. We each brought in support staff. And 
we just started collecting. We yeah. wanted everything to be organic from the beginning. We wanted to make sure we didn't invest in a space that we had to stress about relying on anybody else to pay the bills. Right. It was kind of rebellious. We had been in, and I'm never going to bash the salon we were at before because it taught me a lot, but I was not doing that. I was over it. I wanted to go do my hair, and I wanted to not be questioned about my numbers every day and all of that stuff. Now it's kind of circling back around, and I'm like, okay, we've got to be aware of some things. You know, like I was the rebellious, get me the hell out of here. I'm ready to do my own thing, wild child. And now I'm kind of coming back to like, okay, there are some reasons for certain things, you know. <laughs> um, and I think we're realizing that our staff is hungry for it. Yeah, and yeah. You know, it's something we're able to provide because we were put into such a good situation from yeah. the last salon we were at. I mean, right. we had it drilled into us, but we know it and we carry that with yeah. us, even though we may not be exercising it every day. Mm -hmm. So what we've realized is as leaders, we've been doing a disservice to our stylists, not offering them a lot of the information they need to look at their numbers, to be better business planners. Um, so that's where we're trying to pivot and hold ourselves a little bit more accountable for holding them accountable. Yeah. Right. Well, and because at first it was, you come do what you want to. You, you, we have we do a percentage, not a weekly rental. Um, and I feel like we just weren't guiding them into being the best stylist that they could be. Um, mm -hmm. We gave them a lot. It wasn't a lot of freedom. It was the freedom we were looking for and we wanted for at the time. But at this point, we would really, really like to guide them to be, you know, everybody wants to be that six-figure stylist. Sure. You know, and right. I want to help everybody. I got into this. I've learned how to do that. I want to teach you how to do it now. Right. Um, and I think we just kind of realized that, you know, it we was have more doing, to offer. Yeah, we have a lot more to offer. And, you know, Jessica was part of helping write a lot of the systems at our old salon. Um, so she's really done a great job of, of us doing that now with, with our salon. And a little bit of background. I mean, not everybody listening, I'm sure, knows about our salon. So we wanted to. Yeah, create I want to get into that. Kind of like, 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 like what the model is. What the model? Yeah. What, what is it? Like, how do you define a co-op? What is a co-op um, in mm -hmm. the salon space? I mean, you yeah. know, we know what it is in like an apartment kind of thing where everyone kind of like partial owns or something. Yeah. Or is co-op just a rebrand of something else? So we kind of evolved into the term co-op because what we wanted to think about it like going to a local farmer's market, right? You have all of these businesses that are each their own individual business that have something to offer that is unique and is of their own, but they're a collective, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone's more powerful in numbers. So we wanted to be that farmer's market, you know? And Yeah, because I didn't want to go work for anybody else ever again. I wanted right. to work for myself. And I saw that the industry was changing there. And really, I with talking to some of the stylists that are working backstage with Clicks this, this this weekend, a lot of them work in suites, and they all tell me, I wish there was a salon like yours in our in our area. And, of course, they just see I what we're I think I opened like. the podcast with that. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, if, if Jessica's running behind and I have a color process and I jump in and I help her blow it or dry, we still want to keep the camaraderie of a team, not mm -hmm. just a rent-a-booth or a suites where – when you're done, you walk out the door. You know, we, we, we still like to have a group and a team environment. We wanted uh, it to continue to feel like a cohesive salon for not only our stylists, but for our guests also. 
when they come in, we want to make sure that they have a seamless experience. You know, we have the support staff there to help them, beverages. Um, we try to provide snacks. snacks. That has been huge. By the way, any salon who wants to do something nice for your guests, we started putting out snacks. Oh, my God, it's huge. What kind of snacks? Just, Just Costco. Like I mean, that has been a game like changer a cliff for chocolates, us. Like yeah. We try to get some little healthier. It keeps some candy out, some healthier options, gluten-free stuff. But when you yeah. have s- uh, not only your stylist, but your clients that are sitting there for these huge transformations. Right. And then we keep um, rump cup of noodles at the back. <laughs> yep, we you definitely know, like keep cup of noodles. Just because y- I'd never looked at it as they're in there for multiple hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. some of the color projects can be up to eight hours. Um, and kids love it. You know, a lot of times if kids are in there, they're just getting out of school and they're hungry or, you know, so it's, it, that has gone well. I can't believe it's taken me this long to no. think about having snacks Random for your client. So yeah. what, so uh, kind of back me up a little bit. So like, I'm a, I'm a stylist and I'm coming into your salon. Mm-hmm. Like, like what's the structure as far as like, do I have to buy into the co-op? Do I, is it, is it, is it more of like a booth rent thing? Like, like when I come to work within your four walls, like what does that look like? So we had to develop a system and this is where, you know, it's been a learning experience sure. for us from the beginning, right? Because we knew we didn't want to do a um, flat fee. And we also knew we didn't want to do a commission where we were providing color for everybody. We have so many different team members who use tons of different products. So we really wanted them to be able to control what they were using. But we needed a way to make it work in the salon setting, right? Because you may have one stylist that sees two clients a week. And you may have another stylist that sees 20 clients a week. So to say this is the cost you're giving to the salon, it's not a fair indicator of what Mm -hmm. they're really using the electric, the water, the time in the space, you know, everything that's being used in the salon. So we developed kind of a two-part system. We do have um, like a technical booth rental. We we went through a lawyer. We worked um, very closely in the beginning with a lawyer to make sure that our contract was legal, that it made sense, Mm -hmm. because we don't want anybody to think we're trying to skirt you know, around by doing a hybrid model. We were trying to create something that really didn't exist, that we wanted to work in that environment. We knew there had to be a way to do it. So we got them involved, and we do technically a booth rental fee, but it is a small nominal monthly fee, and that goes to cover everything that, um, that you can figure monthly right there. Um, We have a directory phone number that feeds out to all of the stylists directly to their personal cell phone. So we run that. We publish that as the salon's number. We have the website with online booking. We have their Wi-Fi for the guest. I mean, everything that you can really calculate monthly that you're getting Mm -hmm. goes into this amount. So for what they pay commission-wise, we actually have a percentage, and that's what we're editing a little bit now. Uh, We wanted to add some more options. We started out with just one commission rate. Um, And we do higher in favor of the stylist and lower in favor of us. And so basically they're paying a small percentage of whatever their service intake is. And that covers the amount that they're using basically. So if somebody does, you know, $7,000 in services and somebody does $100 in services, they're paying a percentage, which is a little more representative of what they're actually using in the salon. Okay, I'm confused. All right, hold on. We, <laughs> w- w- walk me so through le- this. So legally, 
with getting that lawyer, we had to be, we're technically a booth rental salon. Uh-huh. Um, with our contract, that they agree to. So they have yeah. one fee that comes out that is just. Uh, it's 30 70. We get 70, or they, they get 70, we get 30. So yeah. what, you, so, okay, but just so we understand, like if they're salon owners and, 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 Booth renters, for the lack of a better word, for this right. conversation, mm-hmm. for the lack of a better word. So, so as a salon owner, as you two that own mm-hmm. own the mm-hmm. salon, and if I were to do this, like, are you saying, okay, our rents this, our rents that, our rents this, and then we have twenty stylists, so we're taking, so we're dividing that up, those fees up amongst the entire staff. No, so basically, like if you rent a thousand bucks and you have ten people, is it a hundred bucks? You know, yeah. What is that? Well, the majority. So basically, we have all of our. Um, bills to say to Mm -hmm. run the salon we wanted to make sure from the beginning we didn't have to worry about employing one other person to cover those bills right right, right. so that's eric and i actually both still work behind the chair a percentage of what we make has always gone into the salon just like every other stylist that's why we really do consider it a co-op i mean we run our businesses the same as every other business within the salon so a percentage of what we make along with what everybody else makes goes into the salon um so kind of like kind of like a back bar charge or something is that is that yeah it covers everything right like since they're not paying a booth rental fee say they're paying x amount per week for the space Mm -hmm. what they're actually paying is a percentage of what their service total is so if you did you know a thousand dollars in services or a hundred dollars in services you're going to pay the salon 30% 30% of whatever that is. And then, that covers the back bar that we provide. It covers tools in your stations. I mean, they're pretty much coming to Orlando Premier. Our whole team's here. Yeah, but how do, how, how do you um, monitor, like, clients who pay in cash, Venmo, cash So app, we run everything. Zelle. One point of sale. Yeah. They agree to one point of sale and getting paid every two weeks, opposed to the money going directly to them. Because we didn't want to to deal with collecting money at the end of every, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So That's back to the experience for the client, right? Yeah. Feeling like a cohesive salon. So we wanted to make sure they didn't have to come in and pay their stylist one ticket. And then if they wanted to buy retail, they had to pay another ticket. We wanted it to be seamless. So when the client comes in, everything is run through a centralized point of sale. It gives us the option to do the online booking, which mm-hmm. has been a fabulous yes, new addition. Incredible. We were hesitant for a long time. We did it. Trust me, you guys go online booking. It's been fabulous. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. we're scheduled. I mean, so I got new, obviously. And, and, right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, uh, it was definitely game changing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I mean, the, the the amount I'm I'm blown away by the amount of people that book appointments after 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. Yes, you yeah. know, from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. is by far the the most popular time to book an appointment. I wake up in the morning and my whole inbox is like clients that booked overnight. You know, and, and that just says that you know, if we go back 10 years. Fifty percent of them may not missed have even remembered for a week. Yeah. Exactly, completely, yeah. and and a missed opportunity that you put zero effort into, which is exactly. amazing. You yeah. know, yeah. Because I mean, I still, and this is something going back. I wish I wouldn't have started five years ago. I wish because my clients still text me, so I'm trying to get them. All the new ones are getting directed to go to the website, but I still have a lot of text, and I'm trying to slowly get them all used to. I mean, the truth is, we have that too. You know, yeah. we just have those people. I mean. Yeah. We have clients that don't have phones and don't, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, so they, uh, but I mean, but it's still the majority of everyone's doing it, which like right. really puts, puts that all, you know, completely off your plate. 
Well, and then it, you know, I never collected a deposit. It does all of that, so that's awesome. Oh, you, yeah, nice. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the online booking. Yeah. yeah. So let's go back to the one point of sale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cohesive experience, right? Mm-hmm. When the client comes in, they're all of their appointments are booked through their point of sale software. That's another do, thing do they, we provide. They put a deposit or they prepay. Or? If they book online, in order to do an online booking, they'll be required to put down a deposit. Um, when they come in, that posit, deposit is automatically applied mm-hmm. to their service. Mm-hmm. If they cancel within 24 hours, if they no-show, that's been great insurance for our stylist to still be able to recoup some money off of those lost appointments. Now, when, now if that happens, um, does that deposit go – is it just like – just becomes a service? It becomes a service. What so they're we'll paying, do is have paying the your 30% off of that off of that service charge? S- yes. So that way everybody kind of recoups what would have been lost where – client doesn't show up that's cool man that is cool but i but what happens though if a client wants to pay in cash they can pay in cash cash. so we actually have a register we have a cash drawer we keep cash in the salon which is another benefit for stylists right i mean there's a handful of things that you don't have to pay attention to when you're running your own business within another salon that's functioning you know, everything down to if a client bounces a check, we're the one that deals with the bank. Mm, yeah. If you need cash for a client, we always have cash on hand. I mean, just the basic running a business. Yeah. We try to make it a little easier as a next step into freedom for stylists that are maybe just coming into that point in their careers. I think what's so great about this is, is that it's funny because it went from commission salon, and then all of a sudden you see all these suites opening up. Mm-hmm. and. So many people wish there was something that kind of married the two together. And that you guys are kind of slowly figuring this out. That was yeah. what we wanted. That was the goal. And, yeah. you know, s- while we're going on almost six years now, coming into this year, we'll be celebrating six years. And um, initially, that was always our goal. You know, buy a building, get a bigger space, and add suites, like a luxury suite, into our model. And um, within, I mean, since COVID started, we've had four suites. Yeah, four big suites. Open up right around us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've been forced to pivot a little bit of that, but we're finding that people that are in suites are missing that teamwork and missing that camaraderie. So we're trying to figure out how to create something that kind of straddles both those two worlds. Right. It hasn't been easy. I mean, it's a long Along the way, we've literally been, you know, on the phone with the IT department. They've had to write codes for us with the program we use because not everything's set up for a hybrid salon if you don't fit into one category or another. Um, But it's been worth it, and the payoff has been worth it. And I think the team that we've cultivated and seeing their successes, um, seeing the growth, both personal and professional, has been such a driving force. It's why we wake up and do what we do every day and you know while we intended to go out and open a business for the two of us I think where we've really found the success is bringing others onto the team yeah and I love sharing like bringing the whole team here and getting to work backstage with Christopher and stuff like that those were things those were the bonuses I wanted for my salon Mm -hmm. um and it's it's been nice we we really love it and I feel honored that people want to work for us or work with us. I, I look at it as working with us. I don't ever, like, I, I get that weird awkwardness when somebody says, oh, that's my boss. I'm like, I'm not your boss. You're your <laughs> boss. We're, We're just here, here to boss. help you out. We're just here to guide you and help you out. Um, 
And as their boss, how are you? Uh, how are you uh, guiding <laughs> them or helping? Or, or like, well, how how are you? I mean, whether no matter what the semantic is, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's there's a certain role that you guys have in your salon. So you know, what is your role as far as like? Paying it down, or pay, not paying it down, it but depends. paying paying it over. It depends on who you're dealing with, because what we found is that every single one of our contractors has different needs. They're yeah. at a different point in their life, and sometimes it may be hair related, it may be professional, but other times they may be going through something very personal, um, and that's what we're there for too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks very different for everybody, every person. And I think that's where we've grown a lot as leaders is realizing that instead of trying to put these cookie cutter, you know, strategies in place, we really need to focus more on individualizing it to everybody's particular needs. And what that looks like is more one-on-one time with them, trying to make an effort like, okay, we're going to close for the week. We want to set up, you know, over Christmas close for a week we want to take this time to set up one-on-ones with everybody we actually have initiated um, a new protocol moving forward we're going to be starting in January but that will actually be a lot more um, metric accountable and we will be running everybody's metrics every six months and then sitting down with them having a one-on-one and then that'll be a good check-in for us to see where they're at Mm -hmm. where we can help them what we can help them with go over the numbers and then see what they need from us yeah, and that that's that's Jessica's baby. Jessica, uh, she slayed this new system that we're going to be doing. Um, I feel like mine is to inspire the girls. Like we have Jill Ray, who we all love. Um, Not as much as we do. I know you love her too. <laughs> but watching her go through the Mentor Me program was one of the most incredible things I've ever watched. And we've got Taylor Ray, Taylor now. Taylor, I started to call her Taylor Ray, but Taylor, she is going through the L'Oreal's version. It's L'Oreal has, I think it's IQ Artist or something right now, and she's going through that. And I love supporting them because those are hard programs. I've watched these girls do it. They, it's it's a lot. It's like grad school for hairdressers. Mm -hmm. But what I've also watched them watch, like Jill build a clientele and do behind the chair, and like I just went by and saw her at the Matrix booth speaking in front of people. Oh, it's a proud mama moment. And those are the things that I like to cultivate and to keep going and like Sarah Jane you know Sarah Jane Maples is a she started as a bridal photographer and now she's shooting photos I mean she learned from Darina you know like I love that as a team we really help each other and grow in ways other than just behind the chair right because I think a lot of people get burned out just behind the chair it's really cool what you guys are doing because I remember when we talked to Sarah Jane and she was like I kind of got in the industry, but never really wanted to do hair, right? Like she wanted yeah. to do bridal hair, right? Yep. And she wanted to niche down to bridal hair. So it's so very cool that there's a space for that, right? Yes. Because, and I put it in quotes, in a normal salon, there's just not that space. Right. Well, and she honestly, during COVID, she stepped back and she was assisting our master stylist, Alex, one-on-one to film work. I mean, the girl could come in and slay some color. I mean, she's won color contest. We know she can do it. I think um, she's a Naha winner. I think you guys should did. look up that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's a Naha winner in styling and finishing, which is her baby. Doesn't give herself near enough credit. Um, but everybody look her up. She's yeah. blush yeah. and mane. Blush and mane. Blush and mane. Yes. Yes. She is. Um, she's and she's also with uh, Jenny now, right? Yes. She's on the air team. With the air. Yeah. She's working mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. air, and like she's she does photos with them, and she's really really enjoying that side of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think. 
she just, I mean, she's told me she just had never found the right salon home. And, I mean, she's only in our salon maybe one day a week actually working behind the chair taking her bridal stuff. But all during COVID, there was, what, six months, six to nine months where she came and in worked. and worked. But the bridal stuff was, she couldn't, there wasn't a lot of weddings, There was, you know, so she wasn't doing as much. And she really focused on, I think it made her realize, if I can't do the bridal stuff, I've got this too, you know. And she's got a lot of things she could do now. I mean, bodybuilding, whatever she wants to. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's, and for us. Yeah, she's, she's a beast. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. Sarah Jane is the perfect example as a business owner looking at, if we only looked at numbers, what a missed opportunity would that be? Yeah. Because what she does in revenue from the salon is, it's not even in comparison to what she brings to our team. Yeah. As a person, not only creatively, but she's just an incredible team member, yeah. and she brings out the best in everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I can say about the group is everyone brings something to the yeah. team. We can learn so much for everybody. I mean, some of our newest stylists are teaching us the most about social media and reels mm -hmm. and videos and teaching classes in the salon to those right. of us that have been in the industry for 20-plus years. Yep. So right. it, it's a different mindset. You know, everybody has an equal playing field to bring something to the table. Which is nice that everybody wants to share and yeah. help yeah. each other. And then we have the talented Darina, who does all of our social media. Mm -hmm. um, Darina Barika, you guys got to check her out, too. Um, listen, you should listen to our podcast with her. Yeah, you have had a podcast with her. Um, but she does a great job of, like, keeping us educated on what's what's going on on social media. Like, mm -hmm. she really, really follows what the trends are. She... With running the salon page, she really focuses on what she thinks is getting people to come through the page. Right. Because, let's face it, everybody, if you get a referral to a new hairdresser, you're going to go look up their Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, you're missing out on clients right now because it's a free portfolio. Yeah. yeah. Um, 100%. And, and that really is all of the marketing we did from day one yeah. was Instagram. We've I mean, we never any. had advertising budget. We never, no. I mean, it was word of mouth and Instagram. And that's where we've gotten so many clients. Yeah. And pushing the girls like, uh, and myself, because there's days I don't feel like posting anything or mm -hmm. recording anything, but it does keep you going and it keeps those clients coming in the door, you know, and I feel like part of my job is to continue to do that because I, I love mentoring these girls and helping keeping their books full. Um, but I... Do you I feel like that pressure? I mean, like, it's a co-op, but do you feel that pressure of, like, it's also your responsibility to fill their book like a salon owner? It's or? more of a bonus, I it's think. A bonus. We feel a responsibility to do it, but because they are their own business, it's not so much pressure on us. Mm -hmm. I feel like we do have a huge overflow clientele, though, that we are able um, to home in the salon. You know, yeah. if, if we weren't able to get someone in, at least we know they can come into our salon and have a great experience. Which is helpful for us, too. Yeah, like I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day who was in a suite, and she was like, oh. she's like, I've got this mother. And she she's stressing because this mother's trying to get her husband and her two kids in, and she's like, I just don't have any space. And I said, well, send them to my salon. I've got plenty <laughs> of girls to get them in. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Where she was just internalizing how she was going to get these people in. She's like, and I don't even know where to refer them. And I said, girl. I got people that can do that. Yeah, girl, I'm on, who are you on the phone yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it is... I don't feel like it's all stress on me, but I do I do feel like that is part of my job. And I feel like it's part of my job to make them, hey, I, you haven't posted. Like, keep your keep your stuff going because then Darina needs the content for the salon page. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like us all doing it together, 
we'll we'll create content for the salon, create content together. You know, like the whole tagging somebody in a reels right now. Right. That is, you want to get views on your reels, tag somebody that you do it with. Like how y'all, because you do cut, you do color, right, vice right, versa. Right, right. Um, that's a that's a great way to promote each other too. And then a lot of my clients, if like I'm like, oh yeah, well I can't get you in today, but Taylor can or. Emily can, and they've already seen that we work together because your clients are watching your social media too. Just, just so you know. Oh yeah. They they see who I you know they see who I do my my work with. So, that, I mean, kind of on that on that note, and different than that is like we have clients that listen to the podcast all the time. Oh and yeah. And then they'll come in and have conversations about the podcast, and sometimes we don't even know. You know, we're like, did we say that? Right, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? like, You're like, shit, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know who listens, so we're really careful not to bring them up in conversation. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how often do you guys get together and uh, just talk about, you know, the co-op or just about shop? Oh, we're daily. She, I mean, we're pretty much married to each other. There's hardly a day goes by where we're not talking about something. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it may take um, two months to get going or six months to get going, but, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're – we're constantly, and like I say, we listen to a lot of podcasts. I want to stay up to what's going on and where the industry's going next. And I do think the sweet ideas are a great idea, but we've kind of gone away from that now because we see that they're just, there's almost too many of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that, I think, I know me personally and Alex who works with us who is, and I'll just put this out there, Alex told me she was coming to work at my salon as soon as I met her and she started seeing what I was doing she was like she actually worked at a salon that I was at in between leaving the big salon and mm-hmm. us opening our salon and um she's like I'm leaving here and I'm going with you she didn't even give me an option because she saw what thank we were doing. Alex yeah. for us evolving uh-huh. into a salon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah her foot down you're like well way. she's not gonna leave what are we gonna do with her <laughs> yeah <laughs> might and, as well get more and then we all started with our support staffs and they're they were all stylists and Actually, one of them has already opened her own salon out of our salon, which is incredible to, to think that the first person I trained on my own already has her own salon. Wow. How did yeah. it feel like when she came to you and she's like, I'm going to do this? Was it was, was it, was it, was it all pride or was it all proud is what I meant to say? Or was it a little bit of like, there's always, because. That's another podcast. That was that's a learning I, experience mm-hmm. moment for us. Right. That didn't happen necessarily the way we would have hoped. Yes. It to go down with as much communication and transparency I, I as think, we like to encourage. Yeah, but I think as an industry as a whole, we fail here. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. I, I think I think this 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 notion that I'm going to end where I started, you know, not everybody's Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. And, and it's 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 I, I don't know what it is, and I don't know what the answer is, but I know what's wrong. Well, right. we know that it's cyclical, right? Like, right. we don't expect anyone that we sit down and have an interview with to say, my five-year plan is to be still working here doing this. I mean, Tara, when she she was actually one of the first that we hired on, she came on and started working with Alex, um, and she's a part of the Clicks team now working with us this weekend. When we interviewed Tara, actually one thing that really stood out to us was that her dream was to travel the country in an Airstream teaching classes, and that intrigued us. You know, obviously, things don't plan out the way we intend them always. She is still with us, and we are so incredibly lucky to have her, but that's one of the things that we were drawn to is that she had this ambition and this drive that was bigger than what she was doing now. So that actually is attractive to us. When stylists come in, we don't necessarily think, 
think about how long they're going to be with us, but, you know, how they can be a part of a team. And just because they leave doesn't mean they're any less a part of the team anymore. Right. We feel like we have so many honorary team members all over the country that we've worked with. Um, you know, when Christopher comes in town or... Christopher Benson. When Christopher mm-hmm. Benson comes in or... Um, I mean, Tucker comes down. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we... I love Tucker. Oh, he's oh, great. Yeah. We love you know, Tucker. They're extended family, right? Like, Studio Sage is home to so many artists to come mm-hmm. in and collab, whether you're there working every day or you're a part of the team in spirit. So we understood going in that it was going to be cyclical, that we would bring people through, we would train them, and they would outgrow us. That's just the nature of the business, right? It's almost hopeful, though, right? Like, you yeah. want you, you want someone to kind of, like, be able to expand. And, and you're proud of them, yeah. right? Like, that yeah. that's success, right? That's success for us, for them to grow and mm-hmm. find their own success. Um, that's exactly why we wanted to incorporate studios into our model. Obviously, that has not panned out the way we hoped for, and we don't exactly want to go open suites when there are so many right around us. So we've started to brainstorm about what could we offer to them to give them a growth path within our salon. And that's where we've started playing with the percentages. We've started playing with adding a flat rate onto as a goal. So as long as they're involved in their numbers, they're meeting certain metrics, and they're bringing in consistently certain numbers, certain metrics, they have the ability to make more money over time and eventually get to a place where they are doing a flat rate, which would be similar to like a booth rent within our salon. Um, They needed somewhere to grow. I felt like, you know, I know for me personally, I have switched. I've not been at a salon for more than seven years. Seven years, ever. No. You're the queen of the seven-year itch. Uh, and seven years was the, the last one that we were at. Everything else was probably four or so. Um, You're not yeah, going to leave me change. next year, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I just change. I just always need to change. So I have to realize that when somebody comes to me and says, hey, I got I to gotta do this. Um, and, and we get it. I, right. I know that as a salon owner um, – I hope that they would always come to me and talk to me and give me an option to try to make them happy, try to make them cha- try to make a change for them. But we can't do that for everybody. Some people just need change at that time. But it's not always about happiness yeah. either. I mean, yeah, I mean, meaning, meaning like that you as sometimes their... Sometimes it's a financial situation. Yeah, it's a financial Sometimes right. it's, you it's know, personal distance challenge. or yeah. location. Right. I mean, it could be anything, yeah. yeah I mean, and, and uh, yeah, like Tony was saying, I mean, it's not necessarily like that Erica or Jessica's done something wrong, but it's just, right. it's time for them to move on. Yeah. It's, or it's time for them to grow in their own thing. Or even if it's, even if... Even if you don't see it, that's the right trade. I mean, we all have the right to make our mistakes. Yes, and do yes. you have an open-door policy? So if they go out and try to try to do something on their own and it doesn't quite work out and, and they want to come back? As long as they – if yes. we make sure the ones that leave on good terms that we know would be a good fit to have back, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we make sure they know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And there's really, there was one time that people left and sent us an email and took our stuff and didn't come to us personally. Mm-hmm. That that may be a little bit different, but everybody else has came to us, has talked to us, and absolutely. I, and I think I think one time I said, I'm not going to say if it doesn't work out, I'm going to say when it doesn't work out, you come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> and in the same respect, 
We've had a lot of conversations with people too, you know, to determine maybe this isn't right fit and it's yeah. a mutual thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? we've had that. We've had that, like I said, at the beginning with Sophia Salon. Someone I love dearly and I looked at as m almost like a child. I just knew our fit wasn't good for good for right. her at the point. Well, at that, that, point that shows lives. more yeah. love than less love, though. Yes, yes. You know that that's that 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 shows way more love than less. And love. I think I told her probably for a year before she actually made the move that that's what she needed. But I yeah. tried to respect her, and sure. she got through hair school. And it was when she was going onto the floor. I just think she needed a little bit more structure than what we had at the time. But we're creating that now. So w would you welcome her back to like if you guys are doing photo shoots and that was something that she was into? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Dude, you guys are doing like it's real. Listen, I'm such a big fan of just like whether you were a commission or whatever. I just love what you guys are up to, and like you're definitely like I, I see you guys all the time, all the time. Like I'm like, what's Erica and Sage and them doing? You know, well, first off, I mean, like I literally follow. Almost everybody. everybody that's there, so it's impossible for it not to come through my feed a couple times a day, yeah. you know. But but you guys are rock. So are you guys up for like if somebody like wanted to like wanted some coaching or something about how you guys are doing something? Like how would how could they reach you or absolutely they can, they can reach us on any social media. Um, our studio. Did you say own? Oh. You know, the southern accent comes <laughs> out when I get to talking to you guys. <laughs> um, but they can always go to Studio Sage's um, Instagram. Studio Sage Hair. Studio Sage Instagram. Hair. Instagram, my personal Instagram, Erica Keelan underscore hair underscore And that's with look. a C. Erica with a C. Erica, Erica with, a C. with a C. You know, one thing I would like to add, too, we're really focusing on fundraising and doing stuff within our community. I know at the last show, we worked with you guys at the Beauty Changes Lives. No, 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 it wasn't Beauty Changes Lives. It was the Beyond Project. The Beyond Project. Yeah. We're trying to put something together in in January or in December with Rachel in, to Jacksonville. Do in Jacksonville. So yeah. if you guys would like to come. Um, I'd also like to plug, we are, we have put together a GoFundMe. I mean, we've talked a lot about Jarena today. Um, as many of you may or may not know, she, her family has been very affected um, by everything that's going on in Ukraine right now. She actually has had um, to bring some family members uh, home to live with her. Yep. And we have started a GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. um, it's up and running. We are going to have it posted as the link in bio mm -hmm. on our Instagram, Studio Sage Hair. So anybody who wants to check out uh, Darina's story. Yeah, she's educating me so much on what's going on over there, and it's just so sad. I can't imagine dealing with that. No. So we, we really have been focusing on that. We Like I said, we did that stuff with you guys last year, and for our five-year anniversary this year, we did a – Fundraiser for Wolfson's Her. For Wolfson's Children, which is near and dear to my heart. So, so we, we really enjoy that side of it, too. Mm -hmm. So how can they have anything that we can do to, to help you guys? You just let us know, and, and yeah. we're in. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, did you give out the GoFundMe? You said you had so one. The what is it? Yeah. We have the GoFundMe, and I, it's a link, so I'm not sure. It's under Ukrainian-born photographer right now. But is, it in, is it in Studio Sage's, like, so link thing we'll on the page? So what we'll do is we'll do link in bio. If you go to our Instagram page, Studio mm -hmm. Sage Hair, um, you should be able to click right on the GoFundMe link from there. Yes. yes. And we'll okay. have that posted. Yes. And, she, I mean, the stories are crazy. I just can't imagine. It's just unbelievable to think, you know, it, and it, it touches so close to home. Yeah, she's hear our, it she's our family your family so we want to do everything we can to bring awareness and to help i mean they are completely restarting their lives yeah you know? mm -hmm. she just adopted her 
65-year-old in-laws, you know, and they don't speak the language. They're here in the United States, and they'll probably never go back home. So, um, And there's a ton of, you know, legal stuff to wade through, and it's all very expensive. So anything we can do to help, we really would like to bring attention to that. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for letting us do yeah, that. Thank yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting us plug. Yeah, perfect. Fans. Absolutely. Like I, say, I mean, we are true fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a very talented and incredible mm-hmm. person. She, yeah, dude. I mean, like, she it's it. She takes a lot of pictures of herself, but they're not selfies. <laughs> she's <laughs> you know? the shyest. She's the shyest, sweetest person, and like in person. But oh, I, I, we've talked a hundred times, and every time I see her, like she kind of like she kind of like turns her back, and she's like, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> <laughs> she's so shy, and I'm like, "Darina, come on! I know you, bro. You can't hide." Just <laughs> get out of camera. She'll come out. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Pull out your phone. Our video guy here. She's leaning over her shoulder. No, you got to do this. She is our expert, yeah. resident yeah. expert. Yeah. She is an she expert. She knows her man. stuff. She's yeah. a very talented individual. We are very thankful for all and of our team. You know, that's what that's makes awesome. Sage. We're yep. very, very lucky. And she's coached a lot of hairdressers on how to take their photos. I mean, for years, for before COVID, she was traveling with Cosmoprof, yeah, yeah. helping promote um, photography and stuff. So. Yeah, we saw her at a show there at Cosmoprof, but she hid from us there, too. <laughs> all right. Well, if we have anybody listening that wants to uh, stalk these guys, yeah. uh, go in there and feel free to uh, uh, learn as much as you can of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and then if, you know, you... You have a soft spot in your heart for for Darina, and yeah. you need to go and and help her and please uh, check it out. Yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely check it out. And yeah. uh, you know, we like I said, we love Thank you guys. You. If yeah. you guys do any posts or anything, make sure you tag us, and we'll Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll run we'll some stories on we it. Sure yeah, yeah, will. You know. And if anybody's in Jacksonville, stop in and see us. Yes, we'd we love love, yeah. love. We've been know, trying to we've been trying to like break in forever, but you know, we're having a hard time. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks thank for making you. time for thank us this weekend. Thank you so much for and having us. Any, honestly, great. you know, anytime. Um, we just we appreciate you and love you guys so much. And thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Thanks thank for having you. us. So, Miss Erica, Miss Jessica, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.